Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. A warm up for the low. Welcome to Lovey Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson. Now part of the Beast and Family Podcast. And we've got a tremendous podcast for you in the second segment. Justin Perry does a great job over there at Odds Checker. He is going to be joining me. We're going to be taking a look at some of today's games. He's also been taking a look at quite a few team totals, so he's been playing those. Also does a great job over there at Number Edge as well, so we're going to have some fun with chatting with him in the second segment and then in the final segment. Going to give you guys picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. First things first, always do love to be able to answer your Twitter questions on this podcast, and you do have one of two ways we all fire those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM, they mean does not matter. So as per usual, please do send these into the timeline. And the other way is find an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, Arable Fire and whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five-star review. Did not wind up getting in any Twitter questions today, but we did wind up having a tremendous day of baseball on Sunday. So let's take a look back at it. Try to find some trends and try to get to know these teams a little bit better. A games from yesterday is Greg buzzing about. Here is the Rowdy Recap. Well, we had one of the biggest gas cannings of the year as the Minnesota Twins were down 6-0 going into the 8th inning against the Kansas City Royals, and they royally blew this one 7-6 of final as Kyle Garlick winds up going yard off of Scott Barlow for his fourth home run season. 
Bailey Ober in his first start off the injured list. Not bad. Gives up one run over the course of five innings. Yanir Cano. You know what? This was not good. He gave up five runs and he got one out. Now rocking a 14-29 ERA. Pretty close to the year in which a Gutenberg press was invented. He wound up having one and two-thirds innings from Trevor McGill from there. Not Tyler McGill, but Trevor McGill. And that died Duffy yonder and they give you a scoreless inning out of the bullpen. But for the Kansas City Royals, very good start from Brady Singer. Seven scoreless innings. I can see why the Royals are excited about him. And then Taylor Clark got no outs, gave up four runs. Scott Barlow gives up that home run in two-thirds of an inning, and Josh Stamount gives up two runs in an inning before you wind up having Cullen Sider give you an out of the bullpen, so the Royals, they fell to 14 and 26, and they continue to flounder. You wind up seeing the Detroit Tigers wind up getting a rare win as they wind up taking down the Cleveland Guardians by a count of 42, and hey, for the Tigers, they're now averaging more than a half a home run per game as they wind up getting one from Javi Baez, third home run season. That comes out for Brian Shaw. For Shaw, not a great outing here, giving up that home run in an inning. Same antages. He gives you a scoreless setting, and Shane Bieber takes a loss, giving up two earned runs over the course of seven innings. Punch out 10 actually looked relatively solid. Gave up three runs in total, but Josh Naylor wound up having a fielding error, but would make up for it. Sixth home run season off of Alex Fado, but for Fado, he was not a Fado in this one, giving up two runs in five and a third innings. From there, Andrew Chafin was able to give you one and a third innings scoreless along with Alex Lang and Gregory Soto. Able to close the door, give you a scoreless inning. You wound up having the Atlanta Braves taking down the Miami Marlins by a count of four to three as one Sandy Alicantra. Wanda delivering a solid start in this one. A complete game. He gives up three runs, but they were all unearned. Asus Aguiar dropped a foul ball. Asus Sanchez made an error out there in the field. He was very solid. And for the Atlanta Braves, you wound up having Ian Anderson give up four runs over the course of six innings. No home runs, but just a lot of soft contact towards more of the seventh inning. And then from there, you did have Jesse Chavez, Tyler Thornburg, both give you a scoreless inning, but for the Atlanta Braves, all their runs were scored off of errors. It's been a little bit of a rough go for the team as they're hitting right around 225 as a collective. It's not a rough go of it for big underdogs, though, as the Cincinnati Reds. They take down the Toronto Blue Jays by a count of 3-2, to two, and for the Red Likes, all of a sudden, they've been able to figure out a little bit of something as... They are now, I believe, 8-6 and six in their last 14 games. So they've been able to rise up. I believe it's actually 9-6 and six in their last 15 games. Joey Fato gets his first home run season. That comes off of Yimi Garcia, who's had a little bit of a rough go of it as he wanted giving up that home run in an inning. Yusei Kikuchi not able to give a lot of length. Gives up two runs over the course of four and a third innings. From there, David Phelps and Trevor Richards combined for two scoreless innings. Ryan Baruki, along with Mr. Vasquez, were able to give you an out of the bullpen for Andrew Vasquez and Adam Simber. A scoreless inning. And for the Blue Jays, one of ten with men in scoring position, three runs or fewer in each other last five games as it was the first career start of Graham Ashcraft. And well, he wound up not being completely withered Ash, giving up two runs over the course of four and a third innings. And then the bullpen did their part. Alexis Diaz, two scoreless innings. He's now got a 0.92 ERA. Art Warren, a scoreless inning. And Tony Satine, five outs out of the bullpen. Other big underdog to be able to get the job done. How about the Milwaukee Brewers as they wind up losing to the Washington Nationals by a count of 8-2. to two. It's Aron Sanchez. Gives up two runs over the course of five innings, giving up a home run in this one to Tyrone Taylor, third of the season. But first time. 
Sanchez. Lions have given up fewer than three runs in a start this year. Josh Rogers, Steve Cichek combined for two scoreless innings. And then Kyle Finnegan, Tanner Rainey, they both give you a scoreless inning as for the Milwaukee Brewers. They gave up a 6 by in the fourth inning. And for Freddie Peralta, not a good start. Five runs given up in three innings. Brent Suter, he's had a rough go of it out of the bullpen. Three runs given up in two innings before Luis Perdomo is able to put out the fire. Three scoreless innings and Hobie Milner. A scoreless inning, but for the Milwaukee Brewers, not necessarily what they were hoping for there against a national team that they have been scuffling an offense. And then another big underdog in the Baltimore Orioles was able to cash in 11 innings. 7-6, they take down the Tampa Bay Rays. These two teams wound up playing a grand total of 33 innings over the weekend, so they wound up having to really dive into their bullpen, especially Corey Kluber. Only given the Rays three innings in this one, giving up two runs from there. Jason Adam, a scoreless inning. Matt Weisler, he winds up giving up one run in a third of an inning. Brooks Raley, five outside the bullpen. J.P. Fireisen gives up a run, but it's an unearned run, so he preserves a zero ERA. Jalen Beeks was able to give you a scoreless inning. Ryan Thompson gives up two runs while getting just two outside the bullpen. Ralph Garza Jr. winds up giving it out of the bullpen, and then it was a former Oriole, Dustin Knight, that wound up giving up the unearned run in the 11th inning that wound up causing the team to game as for the for the race. They go 5 of 23 with men in scoring position. Isaac Paredes was able to go yard off of Joey Crebo in this one. His start of the season as Spencer Watkins gave up three runs as a starter and didn't get an out. He then winds up getting pretty much replaced by Joey Crebo who gave that up. And then from there, Brian Baker winds up giving you a two-inning appearance, giving up a run. Dylan Tate winds up giving up an unearned run in his two innings of work, but Felix Batista, Ore Lopez, a scoreless setting, and then CNL Perez, two scoreless settings. So the Orioles literally got every one of their outs from the bullpen to be able to get it done in this one. The St. Louis Cardinals, they were able to get it done as well. 18-4, they completely pummeled the poopy Pittsburgh Pirates as for the St. Louis Cardinals, Adler Pools winds up going deep twice in this one. His third and fourth of the season, one comes off of Chase Young, the other comes off of position player Josh Van Meter, also gave one up to Harrison Bader, fourth of the season as for Van Meter. He now has a 45 ERA, giving up five runs in an inning. Anthony Banda, he gives up a run in an inning. Chase Young, in three and a third innings, only wanted giving up one run, but Bryce Wilson, that was an issue. Gives up seven runs in one and two-thirds innings. I believe it was Tyler Beatty's birthday, and he gave up four runs in two innings on his birthday. That was not great. And then all four runs for the St. Louis Cardinals given up by Yadier Molina as it was the fourth home run of the season off of pinch hitter Jack Swazniski for him and then Yoshi Satsugo gets a second as Molina gives up those two bombs. He now has a 36 ERA giving up those four runs in his inning but Steven Matz he threw four pitches wound up leaving this game due to injury so it wound up being a five inning long relief appearance for Angel Rondon. He doesn't wind up giving up a single run in TJ McFarlane. Three scoreless innings so that was a bit wonky. Speaking of wonky, the Dodgers wound up using in a high leverage situation Yancey Almonte, and it did not wind up paying off. 4-3, the Phillies able to get it done against the Dodgers in 10 innings. DK needs to pick up the underwinds of hitting as the Dodgers wound up getting a pair of big hits in this one. Edwin Rios, his fifth home run season off of Zach Eflin and Eflin. He wound up giving one up to Mookie Betts as well as 10th, but certainly was far from Eflin awful, giving up two runs over the course of seven innings, those two home runs. 12 punch-outs in total. You did have Sir Anthony Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, both give you a scoreless inning, and then Corey Cadable gives up the unearned run in the 10th, but winds up getting the win, as you did wind up having a home run off the bat of Garrett Stubbs in this one. It's first of the season that comes off Tony Gonsolin. Gonsolin was solid, giving up that one run over the course of six innings. Alex Vizia, a scoreless inning out of the bullpen, and Justin Brule got into some 
little bit of issues, but with that said, Yancy Almonte gets out of the eighth, and then they tried to have him out there for the ninth to be able to get the save, was unable to do so, and then Evan Phillips gives up two unearned runs in the tenth inning as there were a few errors out there by the Dodgers that wound up costing them in this one. The Red Sox wind up winning by four runs in the tenth inning, and that's because we wound up having a walk-off grand slam in this one as being able to go deep in the tenth inning. Franchi Cordero, his 10th home run of the campaign that comes off of Andres Munoz, who had a rough night, giving up five runs, four of which were earned in two-thirds of an inning. Logan Gilbert, not a bad start, did give up a pair of home runs over the course of seven innings, three runs in total. Trevor Story, his fourth home run, I believe, of the series, his seventh of the season. Christian Arroyo, his second of the campaign, is Anthony Evaldi. After giving up five home runs in an inning and his last start, much better here, gives up two runs, over the course of his six innings, did wind up giving up one home run. Adam Frazier gets a second home run season. Then to tie it up, and Eugenio Suarez, his eighth of the campaign, he winds up being able to take Enzo Robles deep, winds up getting one and two-thirds innings before giving up that one home run. Austin Davis, a pair of outside the bullpen, and Jake Diekman does wind up giving up an under run in the 10th, and anyone that wound up having the under this was brutal, and well, I did, as you wound up having Matt Fessa and Paul Seawood also get a scoreless inning for the Seattle Mariners. The New York Yankees wound up getting manhandled by the Chicago White Sox in their two games of the double dip. Both wind up going under the total, by the way. White Sox wound up winning by a count of 3-1 to one in game number one. Johnny Cueto, six scoreless settings. Joe Kelly is able to give you a scoreless setting. Kendall Graveman does wind up giving up a solo run in the process going deep for the Yankees. Aaron Judge, 15th of the campaign, but then you do have Liam Hendricks. get his 13th save of the season. He was able to give you a scoreless setting. And A.J. Pollock in the ninth inning. Goes deep off of our oldest Chapman, which wound up being the difference maker. His second as Chapman has now given up at least one run in each out of his last five appearances, giving up that two-run homer in a third of an inning. You do wind up having James to tie and give you a really good start. One run given up over the course of seven innings. Lucas Lukey scoreless setting and you had to bring in for a pair of outs. Ron Marinaco, so that was not necessarily too terrific. And then in game two, it was just all about Michael Kopech. It 5-0. The White Sox are able to get it done on 13 hits, by the way, so they were really banging the ball around as Tim Anderson wanted going deep off of Miguel Castro late in this one, his fifth of the season, but I mean, for Michael Kopech, gives up one eight and seven innings, was just absolutely flawless. Rinaldo Lopez and Matt Foster provide a scoreless setting from there, and then for the New York Yankees, the man that wanted giving up much of what we wound up seeing in this one, Jonathan Loisega. It's been rough for him out there in the bullpen. Four runs given up in two-thirds of an inning as Luis Severino he got into some trouble, and he got out of it every time. Eight hits allowed in seven innings, but didn't wind up giving up a single run. Miguel Castro gives up that home run to Tim Anderson, but damage had been done by then as David McKay. He winds up being able to give you a scoreless inning as well, but not a lot doing for the Yankees with regards to the bats in game number two. A lot going on with the San Diego Padres bats, so 10-1. They wind up taking down the San Francisco Giants. Mackenzie Gore, solid start here, giving up one run over the course of six innings. Craig Salmon, two scoreless settings, and then Steven Wilson, a scoreless setting, but for the Padres, no home runs, but they got 17 hits in this one. Manny Machado, four for four. He's now hitting a 374. This guy is on absolute fire, and for Alex Wood, well, they laid the wood to he and the rest of the team as he winds up coming in, gives up five runs over the course of three innings, and Luis Gonzalez, position player, two scoreless innings. He's got a 0-0 ERA. Perhaps they found a little bit of something there. John Breba gives up two runs over the course of an inning. Zach Liddell, he winds up giving up three runs over the course of two innings. And Mauricio Lovero, he was able to give you a scoreless inning as well. And for a contest, Luis Gonzalez, because I was curious, he's actually been halfway decent. 
throwing at right around 45 to 50 miles an hour. So not one of those position players that is out there throwing gas. The Angels, they were throwing some gas in this one. 4-1, to one, they take down the Oakland A's. As Cole Irvin, first start off the injured list, winds up going six innings, giving up three runs, two of which were earned, including allowing a deep ball, going deep off of him. You wound up having Shoy Otani get his ninth home run season, then a little bit later, Justin Grimm gives up a home run to Mike Trout. So the two big boppers for the Angels go deep. 12th home run season for Trout as Grimm gives up that one run over the course of two innings. And for the Oakland A's, just nothing doing off of Patrick Sandoval. Gives up one run in seven and a third innings. Ryan Tapera, a pair of outside the bullpen, and Rossi Iglesias, sure-handed, winds up coming in for a scoreless inning of his own. The New York Metropolitans, they go on the road and they hold the Rockies scoreless. 2-0 to the finalist for the Metropolitans. Saiwan Walker, terrific start. Seven scoreless settings. Adam Bonavino, Jolie Rodriguez, they combine for a scoreless setting before Edwin Diaz comes in, gets his 10th save of the season for the Colorado Rockies. Not a bad outing here from Austin Gomber. He gets up two runs in seven innings, so he was solid, but Tyler Kinley, Lucas Gilbreth, scoreless setting. Not a lot from this Rockies team, though, on offense. 0 of 6 with men in scoring position. Nine men left on base, so that was relatively brutal for them. Not brutal for the Astros on Sunday, though. They wind up taking down the Walker, Texas Rangers by kind of 5 to 2. Taylor Hearn winds up giving up four runs in four and two thirds innings, including a deep fly as going deep for the Astros. Jose Altuve, his ninth home run season. Very solid showing from him and for the Texas Rangers. There you go, two of seven with men in scoring position. Mitch Garver gets his fourth home run season. Marcus Simeon, his hit improves his batting average to a buck 82. Still looking for his. First home run season, so a big giant waste of money there as Jose Arikiti wound up giving up that home run, but in six and two-thirds innings, gives up just that one run. Ten strikeouts, he did wind up having Blake Taylor give up a run in a third of an inning, but Ryan Stanek is scoreless setting. Ryan Presley, Rafael Montero, can mind to be able to give you a scoreless setting as well and for the Rangers. Bullpen wasn't bad. Matt gave me some more. He did not wind up giving you more, giving up a run in an inning, but Matt Bush, John King, scoreless setting, and Brett Martin. Winds up giving you an out out of the bullpen as well. The Chicago Cubs wind up downing the Arizona Diamondbacks by a count of 5-1 to one as they get a pair of runs in the 8th inning to be able to get it done as giving those up Ian Kennedy as he allowed back-to-back solo home runs as he wound up going in this one and not getting a single out. So that was relatively brutal for them. Patrick Wisdom in ninth home run season. Frank Schwindel his 4th as Wade Miley was having a party out there in Chicago, giving up three runs over the course of six innings. And for the Diamondbacks, Merrill Kelly, not a great start, not a terrible one, gives up three runs over the course of five innings. From there, Caleb Smith, J.B. Wendell, Campbell, TV, a scoreless inning, and shot popping. Also gives you a scoreless inning, but for the Cubs, bullpen, they wound up getting P- Keegan Thompson in long relief, and he once again did a solid job. One run given up in three innings, now buck 54 ERA. He's been sort of a super utility guy for this team with regards to coming out of the bullpen, so he has been rock solid with that regard and what has been just really rock solid to take a look at in general has been the unders in Major League Baseball all season long and even in the last seven days where you'd expect there to be a little bit of regression with regards to the unders. We have not been seeing it really. You just take a look at thus far for the 2022 season, 311 unders, 265 overs, 54% clip to the under and Favorites, they are winning at a 59.7% rate, 364 and 246 straight up. But among those favorites, you've seen 98 win by approximately one run, not being able to cover the run line. And away favorites have actually been better than home favorites. 135 and 85 for away favorites, home favorites, 229 and 161. So a difference of 58.7% for home, 61.5% on the road. And for the road favorites, 
They have one on the run line 110 times. So just 25 of those run line favorites on the road have failed to cover the run line. And if you're looking at the last seven days in general, we have been seeing quite a bit of underness with regards to it. 48 unders, 43 overs. So even with the adjustments, 52.7% of games have wound up going under the total line. Favorites have been making a little bit of a killing here, 58 and 38 in the last seven days. So that's what we wound up seeing in Major League Baseball on Sunday, and that's what we're seeing from a trend standpoint. Now let's take a look forward to Monday. Justin Perry does a terrific job over there with odds checker, number edge, momentum ranks. list goes on and on. Amazing when it comes to being able to take a look at the game of baseball coming up next. We're going to be chatting with him, taking a look at Monday's card and what he's been making out of some team totals as well. That's up next right here on the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now a part of the Houston Family Podcast. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. And it is great to be joined by our guest. That's Justin Perry doing absolutely amazing work, taking a look at the game of baseball. Does a little bit of just sports betting in general, but I know that this time of year, much like myself, he really goes full on into baseball mode, does a couple other sports throughout the season as well. But right now, his main thing is out there on the diamond, and he does great work over there with quite a few different sites like Moment Ranks, along with Numbers Edge, Odds Checker, list goes on and on. And to be a follow Justin Perry on Twitter, that is at Justin Perry 8 Last name is spelled P-E-R-R-I. And Justin, great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, Greg, it is such a pleasure to be back on the show. Love getting to chop up some baseball with you. We have a great day. To- yes, we do. We do have a very solid day. And here's one that I know that both of us were taking a look at this Cardinals versus Blue Jays game. And it's got a relatively pick em price in some places. We've seen the Cardinals go up as high as a minus 115, but pretty close to a pick em game. As close as you're going to get with regards to baseball and total on this game, finding it right now at an eight. What are you taking a look at with regards to this one? Because got a Cardinals team that... I will go out here right now and say I don't think that they're going to score 18 runs once again, but they're going up against the Blue Jays team that they have to travel from Canada, and Jose Barrios never really liked him on the road personally. Yeah, Barrios has not been having a great season. I love those sabermetric numbers. We're seeing Barrios come in with a 617 expected slugging percentage right now. It has not been great, and when he gets on the road, it gets a little bit worse. Yeah, we're not seeing 18 runs. There might be some worry about a Cardinals hangover after such a dominating performance, but I do think the offense is finally starting to click. We saw this even without Goldschmidt, so he'll probably be back in the lineup. They're going to compete. I think this is definitely one that I'm looking for St. Louis to open up the series with a win. I like that minus 110 price while it's still out there. I wouldn't be shocked if it moves. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. I mean, you take a look at the Blue Jays and what I think is just so befuddling about this team is that, I mean, for them to have pitching struggles, that's relatively to be expected. Like Barrios, I expect a little bit more out of him, but I didn't think that the Blue Jays would have to hang their hat on pitching, but They've actually had to because the offense has been so bad. They've scored three runs or fewer, now five straight games. 
I don't know what's been happening with regards to this Blue Jays offense. I don't have an explanation for it because I mean, they actually do an okay job of being able to get on base, but they just haven't been able to put up runs this year. It's quite concerning, especially because you see the way it's been in the last two weeks. They started the season okay, but the runs created in the last two weeks is third to last in the MLB. It is just not pretty right now for this team. They're struggling against left-handed pitching, which is not something that you expected from this team when looking at the lineup. Bo Bichette might be starting to come on a little bit. We've seen a little bit of an, an uptick from him, but you know, Teoscar Hernandez, this guy isn't getting hits right now, and he's a core part of this lineup. It's really hurting them. He only has a couple hits in his last like 30 or 40 plate appearances. So when one of your key members is struggling and Vladimir Guerrero isn't chasing the triple crown it's just tough to compete in the al east and what i think is just the most hilarious part of all this is that the blue jays are struggling so much but they would actually be struggling even more if they held on to marcus simeon who literally has as many home runs as the two of us right now doing this interview so (laughs) i that has been the ultimate irony of all of it but that certainly is a little bit concerning as we do have justin perry joining me on the podcast and Justin, I know that you've been taking a look at quite a few team totals. If you've been taking a look at the team total under with regards to the Blue Jays the last few weeks, you've been doing really well, though. I don't think that any of us saw that coming. But what have you been looking at with regards to these team totals since I know that you've been playing quite a few more of those rather than full game totals in the last few weeks? Yeah, Greg, I love looking at these team totals. I think that it helps you to take out the result of the game sometimes. And, you know, I partner that with playing money lines as my second favorite bet, which takes out the amount of runs scored and just looks at the game decision, right? So I love that some books win and DraftKings especially have been offering these first five team totals. Let's you really hone in on maybe a matchup with the pitcher. Oh, this team is really hitting lefties well right now. This team is playing really well in certain scenarios. I like to try to find edges on these type of pinpoint, like really small variants, try to eliminate other parts of the game. Bullpen use has just been such a difficult part in baseball, especially with questioning which baseball we're going to get every day. And it's starting to heat up across the country. So I like looking for pitchers to fade and really trying to take the offense opposite them with these team totals. Yeah, I think that's so interesting to take a look at. Uh, Like, even if you want to take the Pittsburgh Bears team total over on Sunday, you're able to get there because Yadier Molina wanted pitching in the ninth inning. So even the Pirates wound up getting completely smoked, he still wound up getting that team total over. So I do think that that's a really interesting way to be able to take a look at things. And what else I think is going to be very interesting is trying to take a look at the total in this one because you've got Twins versus Tigers for Monday with Elvin Rodriguez. Not Eduardo Rodriguez, and I think that that's actually very important to point out because I think a lot of people are going to see E. Rodriguez and they're going to think, oh, we're getting Eduardo Rodriguez at between plus 155 and plus 160. Sign me up because, well, when I saw E. Rodriguez, I very nearly did the same thing, which is why I think that other people might wind up doing that as well. But it's Elvin Rodriguez, so be sure to note that against Chris Archer of the Minnesota Twins. Right now I'm seeing a total of 8.5 and and Twins between a minus 175 to a minus 180. Money line seems right to me. I'm looking a little bit more at a run line of the Minnesota Twins, but I think that this is an interesting total because Minnesota about as pitcher-friendly as it gets. And even though Chris Archer hasn't been going deep, and I don't expect a lot of Elvin Rodriguez, you've actually got two really good bullpens here. And I know that a lot of people are going to see this starting pitching matchup and they're going to think runs, runs, runs. But I think this could be a good spot for an under. I don't disagree at all, especially with how this Detroit Tigers team has been performing on the road. I don't know if you've seen some of the trends for just how they do when they are away from home. 
home. I'm pulling them up as we speak. It just has not been pretty. They're five and 13. You know, they're losing the each game by about two runs on the road. So you can look to take those run lines. I personally do hesitate a little bit with, you know, home run lines. You're winning by one. You don't get your ninth inning at bat. It's never fun. But this Detroit team is just not producing on the road. So yeah, I think the under there maybe even the under for their team total, even though people might not have much faith in Chris Archer. His numbers don't look great, but if this Detroit team can't string together hits, I don't know how they're going to be able to score enough runs. And to your point right now, the Detroit Tigers, they've got 21 home runs over the course of 40 games. They're on pace to pretty much hit 10 more home runs than Barry Bonds did in 2001. (laughs) Barry Bonds is one player. The Detroit Tigers are an entire team, so... That's not too terrific. Now, I don't know what the Tigers have in their system that Barry Bonds did, but yeah, that's not necessarily too terrific. And I mean, now we're tar- talking about a few more unders. We were taking a look at a game that's relatively pick em. Here's one favorite that I do like for Monday. As joining me right now is Justin Perry. He does a great job over there at Odds Checker and many other different outlets. Is this LA Dodgers team on the run line? They're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be facing off against Washington Nationals with Yohan Adon. I've been a little bit more skittish to take run lines this season than in past years with the dead in baseball, but I take a look at eight on eight starts. The Washington Nationals have lost by at least three runs in seven out of those eight starts. I recognize that Tyler Anderson, not necessarily a world beater, but you take out that Philly start, he's given up two runs or fewer in every one of his other starts slash long relief appearances. I'm not sure how you're going to wind up playing this one, if at all, but I take a look at the Dodgers and even at like a minus 115, minus 120, I think their run line is worth it just with the way that Adon has become one of the best fades in baseball. Definitely with you on that. I mean, he's faced 171 batters this year, walked 23 of them, only struck out 31. The whip is 1.64. And if you're worried like, oh, is this, you know, just is he going to progress to a norm? No, he he had a whip of 1.69 last year in limited exposure. He is still pretty young, only 23 years old, definitely sort of getting a chance to figure it out for this Nationals team, which is great for us as betters, right? They're going to let him throw some innings, work up his arm in major league scenarios. He is one and seven. I don't know how you're not looking at Dodgers on those first five team totals, on first five run lines, on regular run lines, maybe even going further to take alternate run lines, you know, them winning by two, three, four runs tomorrow definitely seems like it could be in the cards uh, I, I'm definitely looking to also jump on the train here a bit. Yeah, I know that I had someone a few days ago ask me if I would ever take a look at alternate run lines that I said very specific spots. It would need to be really that guy that has a long track record of just getting blown out and starts. Yon Adon fits the bill. So, I mean, yep. it's up and that's really so great there. And one line that has been sticking out to me a little bit, we were talking about that Cardinals versus Blue Jays line with that being a pick and that was a little bit befuddling to me. Here's another one that I think sort of fits that bill as well. The Philadelphia Phillies and the Atlanta Braves. With the Braves right now, you find them in a lot of places right around a minus 105. Phillies between a minus 105 to about a minus 110-ish with Zach Wheeler going for the Phillies and Tucker Davidson for the Braves. I like Tucker Davidson, but I feel like this might be a little bit too much respect for him. Zach Wheeler wound up having a truncated spring training that threw off his numbers at the beginning of the year. Last four starts, he's given up a combined three runs. So ever since he has been able to lock it in, he has looked like the Zach Wheeler of old. He does have a little bit of a home and road split ever since he's gotten to Philadelphia. But that said, I feel like the Philadelphia Phillies should be a bit more of a favorite. 
I'm not sure where you stand on this one, but I think there's some relatively soft value here with Philadelphia Phillies coming off a nice win on Sunday. Yeah, I'm with you. Phillies need some wins in the division. I believe they're four and nine in division play right now, which is just not going to cut it as the season continues to go on. They definitely have some nice names. They need a performance like this against the Braves, open up a big series. You know, we're what, about a third through the season, a quarter through the season now, starting to be a little important to get these, these series off on the right foot. I'm definitely looking for this game to be uh i think high scoring i think i also like the total to go over you know it's probably going to be a little humid in atlanta we love playing overs at truest one of the better hitting ballparks in the mlb uh i do believe atlanta yeah is 13 6 and 2 on the over at home and 8 4 and 1 on the over in divisional matchups so i think runs are probably going to be flowing here these opponents do know each other but yeah i think philly probably a bit uh, or Atlanta, sorry. I think, uh, well, actually, you know, I might not be too sure on this one yet, Greg, but I like the over. And when it comes down to it as well, when it comes to it, got a Phillies bullpen that has been absolutely yeah. terrible this year as well. So you want as many innings as humanly possible as you could get out of Zach Wheeler if you do like this total under, if you like the over. If you wind up getting Wheeler to go six or fewer, you're probably going to be feeling relatively good about that. And Justin, we've looked at a couple of the games that are really standing out to me for Monday, a couple of marquee ones. Is there anything else that you're going to be taking a look at, whether it be from a betting standpoint or just maybe a standpoint of you're not going to be betting the game, but you just want to kick back and just try to get to know the pitcher slash the team a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, from a betting standpoint, I'm definitely looking at the Diamondbacks-Royals game coming up tomorrow night in Arizona. We do have Zach Davies, who has been pitching a little bit better in at his home field. And, of course, Zach Cranky. A little bit of a struggle on the road, nothing crazy, but the Diamondbacks play a lot better against righties. They're they're kind of a fade to me against left-hand pitching, so I like to look at them against righties. They have been playing pretty well, still maybe a little slept on here at 21-21 and 21 on the season, but I don't really love this Kansas City offense, especially on the road. I think they could struggle. Uh, I probably will be behind the Diamondbacks. And then just from the enjoyment of the game standpoint, we have a really, really interesting game coming up with uh, the Brewers and the Padres. And that series should be fascinating. Both these teams coming in with 26 or so wins. Uh, It should be an entertaining series because the Padres are playing well. Yes, they certainly are. And it's going to be intriguing to see what happens with San Diego on Monday as well, because they were supposed to get Mike Clevenger. He got moved to the injured list. So it's going to be Adrian Hauser versus to be determined for the Padres. I wouldn't be surprised if you wind up having Nabel Krizmic give you a couple innings. So that's one that I'm going to be taking a look at. And, and then you mentioned the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Royals game a little bit earlier as well. I'm going to be looking at the Diamondbacks as well. Zach Reiki averaging 3.8 strike guts for high dynamics. Doing yeah. a great job of not giving up walks. I mean, I'll give him that, but yeah, boy, that is a little bit low. There was a point this year in which he wound up having more starts than strikeouts, and he was north of three with regards to the start. So that was not necessarily too terrific. Unlike what we wanted getting out of Justin. Justin, you're doing amazing work with so many different platforms. I know that you do a lot of your work over there with Odds Checker. And I know you do a couple different sports throughout the year, but I know that baseball is your main one, much like myself during this time of the year. So let the good people at home know how they're able to follow you on social media and just everything everything that you've got going on in general. 
Yeah, thanks, Greg. It's always a pleasure being here. Of course, if you want to check out what I'm doing, definitely pay attention to Odds Checker. I post a couple plays there per week, trying to get the volume up now that we're settling into the season a little bit more. But yeah, I'm over there. I'm doing uh, daily plays over with Number Edge. We have a great Discord community, a lot of sharp guys posting plays every day over there. Data from myself and Mike McClure with that one. And then, of course, finally, my work with Moment Ranks. I do a lot of writing over there. If you're interested in that whole NFT world, definitely check out some of what we're talking about it's kind of cool i like it but yeah thanks for having me greg always a fun time and justin always brings it on this podcast delivered some tremendous insight and good to hear that he is in lockstep with me with regards to that st louis play which you're going to be hearing about a little bit later so big thanks to justin for joining me right here on the baseball betting show now part of the Vison family podcast and coming up next it is that time to podcast it can be picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this mlb monday as we touch them all Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Breaking down every game, every day in Major League Baseball. This is the Baseball Betting Show. Here is your host, Greg Peterson. And we're back here in lovely Las Vegas for the Baseball Betting Show with myself, Greg Peterson, now part of the BC Family Podcast. Great to get Justin Perry on the podcast today. He's doing a great job over there with Odds Checker, Number Edge, Moment Ranks, list goes on and on. Guy does an absolutely terrific job looking at the game of baseball and was able to join me today and lend some insight. So big thanks to him for joining me in the last segment. Now it is that time of the podcast. I give you picks and analysis on every game on the betting board for this MLB Monday as we touch them all. If a game is listed on the betting board, Greg has a side and a total on it, so it is time to touch them all. Do note that as per usual, any changes that are made to these plays will be listed up on my Twitter feed at GUnit underscore 81. We are going to be going in the Las Vegas rotation order. This is where we wind up going with the National League games first, then the American League games, and the two interleague games are going to be at the bottom, so that should be able to keep things all nice, neat, clean, and easy there as we're going to get started with that first National League game of 951-952 on the bank board. Colorado Rockies are going to be in the road faceoff against the Pittsburgh Pirates. They walk the plank with J2 Brubaker getting the start for them. And going for the flip side for the Colorado Rockies, the former Bucko in Jag Cool. And right now you're finding this total at 8.5. Under is anywhere between minus 110 and minus 115. The over is anywhere between minus 105 and minus 110. With the Buccos, it's anywhere between minus 120 and minus 125. Meanwhile, plus 105 to plus 110 is your price on the Rockies. And... I think that there's going to be a little bit of revenge here for Chad Cool, the former Pirate. He pretty much gave up on him, and I do think that this is a good motivation spot for him. So I did wind up saying the Rockies at a minus 112. Now, the Rockies do have some pretty demonstrative home and road splits this season, and they are a team that they are just 5-10 and 10 on the road, but I mean, the Pirates are 9-13 and 13 at home themselves, and I don't think that the Pirates are going to give up 18 runs in this game because you've got a Colorado Rockies team that they're right around 55 points lower when they are on the road rather than at home. I mean, you take a look at C.J. Crone. He's currently hitting a 331 with 11 home runs, but 
Nine of those bombs have come at home this year. You take a look at him on the road, and he's hitting a 211, so he's hitting north of a 400 whenever he's at home. So that's just absolutely insane. You've got a team that, in general, it's right around a 230 when they are on the road for the Rockies and home runs in 15 games away from home. And for the Pittsburgh Pirates, this is just a team that, in general, does not have a lot of pop in the bat. 39 games. They've got just 30 bombs hitting at 224 as a collective. Now, they do have a couple guys that are able to get on base for you. Michael Chavis is hitting at 300. He has been rock solid for the team, and Daniel Vogelback, whenever he's been out there, he, Kevin Newman, both of these guys have been able to hit for right around 250, but Newman's been out of the fold for a bit. Vogelback has been dealing with some injuries as well. Ben Gamble, along with Cabrian Ace, both between a 355 and a 360 on base percentage, but you take a look at the Pirates, and all but two of their wins have actually come out of the bullpen, but They've got a bottom five bullpen ERA, especially after what we wound up seeing yesterday. Tyler Beatty got used. Chase Young wound up getting used. Anthony Bonda wound up getting used. Now, you do have David Bernard out there in the bullpen, but Heath Embry has got a six ERA. Chris Strain has not necessarily been too good. And then you take a look at the Colorado Rockies. They are dead last with regards to bullpen ERA, but you do have a little bit more reliability out of the team as they did actually wind up getting a relatively solid performance out of Austin Gomber. So a lot of these guys are going to be rested, even something like a Tyler Kinley that threw yesterday. He only wound up having to throw a few pitches. I like what I've seen out of Daniel Bard as well. And I do think that Chad Cool, someone who throughout his career has had his ups and his downs, is going to be up for this one. A 386 ERA overall did wind up giving up a combined 10 earned runs in his last two starts. But those were both against the San Francisco Giants. Aside from going up against the San Francisco Giants when he's wound up against lesser teams, he's been very solid, giving up one or zero runs in four out of his five other starts against the Rangers, Phillies, Tigers, Reds, and Arizona Diamondbacks. So I do think that he's going to be able to come in. Guy that has been able to do a relatively solid job with regards to not giving out too many free passes right around three walks per nine innings compared to JT Brubaker. He has just given up the deep ball in his career. Last year gave up right around two home runs per nine innings. This year he's given up four and a half walks per nine, five bombs in 36 innings with a 550 ERA. Has struggled both at home and on the road. So I made the Rockies a favorite and made my total at 8.2. So here at an eight and a half with the way that both of these teams just not hitting well, especially with the Rockies on the road looking under and looking at the Rockies getting a plus price. 953, 954 on the bang board. Currently no numbers up on this game as the Chicago Cubs hit the road face off against the Cincinnati Reds. We are on to Cincinnati who are on to TV determined going for them and Drew Smiley is going to be taking the bump for the Chicago Cubs. I was thinking that it was going to be Connor Overton who wanted to getting scratch from a start a few days ago. So that's somewhere that I'm looking personally. If it does wind up being sort of a bullpen game of the Reds, I'd be actually setting this probably like 20 to 25 cents worse as I did make the Cubs in the case of Smiley versus Overton a minus 117 because with Overton, he's actually been the best starter for the Cincinnati Reds. You're hoping that he didn't have to go on the 10-day injured list because 24 and two-thirds innings in his four starts, buck 82 ERA, not necessarily getting a lot of swings and misses, just 10 punch outs over the course of those 24 and two-thirds Settings, but just up and walks, not giving up a home run has been really good for this team. So you hope if you're the Reds that he's able to overcome those back issues and he's able to get out there on the field. But that is certainly a big TBD, and that's why this game is off the board. But you do take a look at Drew Smiley, and he's got a 1-5 record. He hasn't pitched as bad as a 1-5. Now, I'm not going to say that he's lit the world on fire, but in four road starts, he's got a 2.66 ERA. He's given up two home runs in 20 and two-thirds innings. Opponents are getting a 272 off of him. That is a little bit of an issue. And for the Reds, this is a bunch that they were able to pull off a nice win yesterday. And all of a sudden, this is a team 
seen that after starting out 3-22. I'm not saying that they've been terrific, but 9-6 and six in their last 15. They're starting to turn things around just a little bit because you wound up getting Mike Moustakis and Tyler Stevenson back. Stevenson is hitting a 300. Moustakis, he's hitting more around about a 240-ish. Joey Votto's back at the fold. He's had his issues, but wound up getting his first home run of the season yesterday. You've been able to get a little bit more out of even some of these ancillary pieces as well. You've been able to get a little bit more out of someone like a Colin Moran, who he's still hitting right around 200, but has been able to do a little bit more for this team, even something like Brandon Drury being able to go deep seven times has been solid now with the Reds. The reason why I downgrade the bullpen game so much is because you did have Alexis Diaz wind up pitching yesterday. He went two innings, so he's probably going to be knocked out of this game. And then you take a look past that. Art Warren has a six ERA. Hunter Strickland north of a five ERA. Tony Santian, he got used up yesterday as well. It has not necessarily been too terrific out there for him as well. You could conceivably see perhaps Vladimir Gutierrez as well. And if it is Vladimir Gutierrez, that's probably going to be another 20 to 25 cent downgrade as it looks like he wound up just coming off the injury list. Dude with a 865 ERA. That's not necessarily too terrific, so if you get Gutierrez slash the bullpen, it is not necessarily going to be great there, especially with the Cubs, even though they're only averaging right around 3.6 runs per game. You have been able to have guys do a relatively solid job of being able to get on base. Someone like an Ian Happ has just under a 390 on base. C.A. Suzuki has really fallen back a little bit, but he's selling a 250 at long jump VR. Patrick Wisdom has won team nine times, even though he strikes out in like 40% of his at-bats. He's been able to give you a little bit of something, and just the catcher spot in general. Wilson Contreras and company, these guys have been solid for a Cubs team that actually do have a top three bullpen. ERA as well. Scott Efforts has been solid for the team. Rowan Wick, I like what he's been able to bring to the table. Chris Martin has a 2-6 ERA as well. So I do take a look at this spot. And if it is over 10 versus Smiley, set the Cubs at a minus 117. I made my total at 8.4. So an 8 or less would be looking over 8.5 or higher to the under end. If it winds up being Gutierrez and or the bullpen of the Reds that winds up going out there, it would be an 8.5 or less to the over. And I'd be saying the Cubs probably about 20 to 25 cents greater depending upon the situation there. 955, 956 on the betting board. The Washington Nationals are going to be playing on the LA Dodgers. Taylor Anderson is going to be going for the Dodgers and Johan Adon is going to be on the bump for Washington. Your total on this game is a 9 to a 9 and a half on the 9 and a half. Under is minus 125. The over is plus 105 on the 9. Over and under anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115 with the Dodgers. You're finding them anywhere between minus 191 and minus $2. Meanwhile, plus price with Washington is between plus 165 and plus 185 and with the Dodgers, I made them a minus 228 on the money line, but I'm not looking at the money line. I'm looking at the run line. Finding this anywhere between a minus 115 to a minus 120. I was willing to lay up to a minus 148, and the reason why I was willing to take such a hefty run line price is that you take a look at Yohan Adon this year, and aside from his one win that he was able to get, it was a 1-0 game. I think it was against the Diamondbacks, but I mean, it was against a poopy team. It might have been against the Pittsburgh Pirates, but aside from the one win that he wound up getting against a poopy team, I mean, he has been absolutely terrible this year. He has made eight starts and in those seven losses, all have been by at least three runs. Now, part of this is because Washington Nationals have not helped him out one bit with regards to the offense. You take a look at it. They have scored three runs or fewer in all but one of his starts in which they scored four against the Pirates. So, this is a guy that is getting no run support in general and he stinks in general. One and seven record, 638 ERA. A guy that with regards to his walks per nine rate is hovering right around six. Opponents are getting a 261 off of him. So, not great. And then you take a look at Mr. Anderson and, I mean, he does have a four ERA, but he's got the LA Dodgers bats behind him. You gotta figure that they're gonna be able to bust out after yesterday. They were held a little bit silent and 
Aside from his blow-up start against the Philadelphia Phillies, in which he gave up seven runs, this has actually been a guy that's been relatively rock solid, giving up one or two runs in every one of his starts and or long relief appearances. And for the Dodgers, they did wind up giving a couple guys a day off yesterday. Craig Kimbrell had been used in back-to-back days, so they needed to give him a breather. Danny Hudson, Phil Bickford, these guys are going to be up there and active for a Dodgers team that they are in the top eight with regards to bullpen ERA for the Washington Nationals. They're in the bottom eight with regards to bullpen ERA. Tanarini has not necessarily been too terrific for this team. I will We'll say Josh Rogers has been a little bit up and down ever since getting pulled to the bullpen. He's been decent, but with Washington Nationals, you don't necessarily have too many long guys there you're able to rely upon, and you're going to need that because you on Adon probably not going to be long for this game. Now, you do take a look at the lineup, and you do have a couple guys being able to get on base for this Washington National team. Yadiel Hernandez is hitting a 321 for this bunch. Kibeta Ruiz, Josh Bell, along with Cesar Hernandez, playing at least a 275 on Soto. He's got a 380 on base, and it's a case in which he's been hitting a lot of solo shots, Adon home runs at 13 RBI this season. Yadier Hernandez is hitting above a 300 as well, so these guys have been able to do a little bit of something, but you take a look at the Dodgers, and even with a couple guys like Max Muncy, Justin Turner struggling, you still have been able to have Mookie Betts be able to give you, I believe now, 10 home runs this season. He's hitting a 275. Trey Turner has nearly a 300 batting average. Freddie Freeman does as well. Kevin Lux has been able to get on base, so I take a look at the Dodgers. I think that they should be able to steamroll through Mr. Adon and company. I do want to say my total at a 9.2, so seeing the Knights going over, I'm with the Dodgers. I think that they continue the trend of multiple run losses for eight ounces. Looking at the Dodgers on the run line and the over as we move on to 957, 958 on the banging board. Philadelphia Phillies are going to be in the road face of against the Atlanta Braves. Tucker Davidson is going to be going for the Bravos and Zach Whelan and Elon Wheeler is going to be going for the Phillies. Phillies anywhere between minus 104, minus 115 favorites. Meanwhile, if you're looking at Atlanta, you'll find them anywhere between minus 104 and minus 105 with eight being your total. The over and the under are anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115. And when it comes to the Phillies, I want to saying them at a minus 120 so I'm going to be willing to take that relative pick and price here. Zach Wheeler wound up having a couple of rough starts to begin the season, but ever since then, this guy has been absolutely lights out. He has a 349 ERA overall for the season, but he wound up having a truncated spring training. You look at the last four starts, he has won at least six innings in three of them, and He's given up just one home run and three runs in total in them, so he has been able to do a very solid job there. And then you take a look at Tucker Davidson, and in his first start of the season, looked relatively solid against the Milwaukee Brewers. Five scoreless settings, so you do like to see that. And throughout his career, Tucker Davidson, rock-solid guy. Someone with a 460 ERA overall over the course of the sparing starts that he has gotten. He has made seven total appearances, six starts, so he's someone that is starting to come into his own as a pitcher, was relatively solid when he was given an opportunity last season. Not necessarily blow away strikeout stuff, and he does need to work on the five walks that he's handed out this season, but by and large, someone that I do think has quite a bit of upside, but I do take a look at this spot for the Atlanta Braves, and I just don't know the length that you're going to be able to get off him. Certainly, Zach Wheeler has a little bit of an edge with regards to the starting pitching. Now, you do take a look at the lineup of the Atlanta Braves, and they're hitting just at 225 as a collective. You've got a lot of guys that they're just not necessarily busting out right now. It's Travis Demerit, Austin Riley, Marcel Ozuna, Dansby Swanson. I'm between about a 217 to a 230, and the NM Duvall is hitting below the Mendoza line of 200 now. They also do have quite a bit of power with regards to this team as Marcel Ozuna, Austin Riley, both have eight home runs, and then William Contreras, Ozzy, 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 Albies, 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 has been able to give you six home runs this season as well, and then Ronald Cunha Jr. coming into the fold. That helps this team as well. He's been a little bit banged up throughout the season, but Matt Olson, even though he's got a good on base, only in a 242. Expect a little bit more there, and for the Philadelphia Phillies, you take a look at this bunch, and it has been a case in which Nick Cassianos has done a good job 
job of being able to reach base for this team. Right around a 330 on base, 265 average. Kyle Schwarber has been able to go deep 10 times. Needs work on the batting average, hitting right around a 200, but a 300 on base. Bryce Harper ba- being back in full, that helps. Nine home runs, nearly a 350 on base for him as well. Big thing with the Phillies. Bullpen, not necessarily too terrific with this bunch. Brad and Corey Knabel, you have a little bit of faith in these guys, but when you wind up going to James Norwood, Nick Nelson, Sir Anthony Dominguez, they've been okay, but Jose Alvarado, not necessarily too terrific, but I do think that Wheeler going to be able to out-tool Davidson in this start, which is why I do wind up giving the leg up to the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm going to lay the minus 105 to minus 115 that we're seeing with it, and with the total, set it at 7.8. I do think that Tucker Davidson is going to be backed up by those relatively solid bullpen arms. You've been dealing with some injuries to Tyler Madzik, but A.J. Mitchell has been solid. Kenley Jansen, though sometimes in big spots, is not necessarily too terrific. He is someone that's able to come in and typically is able to hold down the fort. Darren O'Day has been solid as well. So I'm looking at an under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the Phillies. 959-960 on the bang board. The Slam Diego Padres are going to be playing us the Milwaukee Brewers. Adrian, don't call me. Dookie Houser is going to be going for the Brewers. And right now on ESPN.com, I am seeing Mike Clevenger. This is to be determined, though. If it was going to be Clevenger versus Houser, why not making the Padres a minus-132 favorite? And it was a case of which a 6-half or less I was looking over a 7 or higher. I was going to be taking a look at an under. Right now, he has been pretty much officially scratched. So this is a little bit of a GBD situation. If it does wind up being a case of which you do wind up having a little bit of a bullpen game, this would probably be closer to a pick It looks like Clevenger is most likely going to be moved to the injured list, so I think that we can deduce that he's probably not going to be starting in this one, but if it does wind up being a little bit of a bullpen game, got to figure that Nobel Chrismet is going to be seeing some solid innings. This is a guy that has already won three innings this season, wound up last pitching on Friday, so someone that has experience going multiple innings, you got to figure that you're going to see a nice dosage of him. Buck 31 ERA. Craig Stammen last year was a guy that became a little bit more of a multi-inning guy. It's been used for mostly one inning this season, but he's able to give you a little bit of length. Luis Garcia, you got to figure is going to be on call for this one as well, and you could conceivably wind up going with someone like a Nick Martinez as well. I believe that he wound up last pitching on Wednesday, so I wouldn't be too shocked if he winds up coming in, and even if he doesn't wind up giving a full start, just gives a few innings, that's something that the Padres are going to be looking at, and if that would be the case, we'll be probably right around to pick him, probably would set the Padres if it does wind up being maybe like a Martinez, the company sort of right around a minus 110-ish, but when it comes to Adrian Hauser, has been a little bit up and down this season as he has allowed over the course of his last three starts a grand total of 13 runs, but the thing is, only seven of them were earned. He's really been hurt by his fielding this year, so I don't think that the runs that he's given up are necessarily indicative of how he's been pitching this season. You take a look at it and he's not necessarily been getting too many strikeouts, but he hasn't been too bad either. 31 punch-outs and 36 innings. 17 walks in that time span. Needs to cut it down, but he's only given up one home run this season ever since the all break last season. Has been rock solid. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, this is just an offense that in general, I think has been a little bit overinflated by the fact that they have played against so many poopy teams this season. I mean, they played the Pirates, the Reds, the Cubs all for multiple series, and that is their numbers jacked up as they've got 54 home runs thus far this season over the course of 40 games as Hunter Renfro, Rowdy Tellez, Willie Thomas have all went deep nine times, but now you've got a Thomas who's currently on the injured list. That's a little bit of an issue. This is a Brewers team that in general, hitting a 238, but you don't necessarily have that superstar hitter for this team. Luis Odias has come off the injured list. He's hitting right around 293, but among guys with at least 60 at-bats, 
Hunter Renfro is the only one that's hitting above a 250 right now, getting Andrew McCutcheon off the injured list. That has been able to help this team out. I guess Anira has actually been halfway decent. Christian Yelich, not back to his MVP form, but has been a little bit better. And for the Milwaukee Brewers, good news for this team is that they are going to have Josh Hader available in this game. Did not wind up pitching yesterday along with Devin Williams. So that is good for a Brewers bullpen that is actually right around league average with regards to ERA, but just because you've had so many of these other guys like a Brent Suter who wound up throwing yesterday and not necessarily doing the job. And then you do take a look at the Padres lineup. And it's just very top-heavy in general. They were really able to take it to San Francisco in their last series. But you take a look at things, and with regards to the starters that you wound up getting on Sunday, Manny Machado, Eric Cosmer. Both of these guys have been terrific. Machado is a 440 on base with 11 bombs and a 370 batting average. Right now, he has to be your front-runner for MVP, Eric Cosmer. He's hitting a 322, but... Aside from these two guys, you had one other player that wound up getting a bat yesterday that was hitting above a 230, and that'd be Will Myers at right around 245. So that is a little bit of an issue for this team as well. So if we were to wind up getting Mike Clevenger, who's now on the injured list, I was setting this more on to minus 130. But if it winds up being Adrian Hauser against a bullpen game, I'd be looking at the Padres, like I said, right around a minus 110. I feel like I'm starting to talk myself into the Padres a little bit more. I might be willing to go a little bit closer to like a minus 112 to a minus 113, but I'd be looking somewhere in that neighborhood with that regard, and when it comes to the total with it being the bullpen against the Milwaukee Brewers, I would still be looking at a 6.5 or less over, and a 7 or higher, I would be taking a look at an under, so that's where I wind up standing on that one, as we wind up going to 961-962 on the bang where the New York Metropolitans are going to be in the road face-off against the San Francisco Giants. Alex Cobb is going to be going for the Giants, and David Peterson, great name, is going to be going for the Metropolitans. The Mets are finding themselves as an underdog. Anywhere between plus 115 and plus 121. Meanwhile, for San Francisco, anywhere between minus 130 and minus 140 is your price. With 7 half being your total, over is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Under is between even and minus 105. And I want to make in this total a 7.8. So here at the 7 half, I am willing to take a look at an under. And when it comes to the Giants, one to lay up to a minus 143 with Peterson. He's been a little bit all over the place going from the major leagues to the minor leagues the last few years. So him just being off kilter a little bit is something I do think affects him now. Well, he's been at the majors this year, David Peterson. He has lived up to that Peterson name, 19 innings. He has an ERA that is sub-2, so he's actually been able to do a very solid job there, giving up one home run over the course of 19 innings. Walks are a little bit of an issue with him. Always have been eight walks in 19 innings, so he needs to clean that up a little bit. And then you take a look at Alex Cobb, and he does not deserve the 3-1 record that he currently has. He's got a 5.61 ERA. He wound up giving up seven runs in five and a third innings against the Colorado Rockies and got a win in his last start, so... You got that going on, but when he's not pitching against the Colorado Rockies, he's actually been halfway decent thus far this season. You take a look at Alex Cobbin. It's a pretty demonstrative home and road splits. 931 road ERA and a 338 home ERA, so clearly going to elevation did not wind up serving him well. And for the San Francisco Giants, this has been a downtrodden bullpen this year. Last year, they were the only bullpen in the big leagues with a sub-3 ERA thus far this year. They're actually below the league average with regards to bullpen ERA. You wound up having to go through John Breba yesterday. Zach Liddell has not been himself. Dominic Leon has been dealing with injuries. Jake McGee, when he's been out there, he's been terrible. Currently, he's injured, and he only got three innings out of Alex Wood yesterday, so that is a little bit of an issue, but we do like for the Siemens fact that Darren Ruff wound up having multiple home runs in that series against the Potter 
Padres. He's got himself north of a 360 on base. Austin Slater is back to fold. His on base percentage along with Mike Kuchemski is between a 375 and a 400. Evan Longoria is now returned. So these injured bats, they are now back in the fold for the San Francisco Giants. Jack Peterson has happened himself since injury, but got to figure that he's going to be able to rebound. And then you do take a look at the flip side and what you're able to get out of the Mets. And it's a team that has been, in my opinion, a little bit lucky because they currently lead the league with regards to infield singles. And when it comes to the Mets, they do have to go from elevation, which traveling away from Colorado, always for that team that winds up leaving, whether it be the Rockies or the opposing team, it does wind up taking a little bit out of you going from slash to elevation. It's always something I do want to take a look at, but Brandon Nimmo, Mark Hanna, both of these guys are in above a 280. Luis Galorme has been able to hit above a 300. Peter Alonso Elias, you're led the league and home runs on the road thus far this season. 350 on base. He's been able to supply 10 bombs. Francisco Lindor, though, it's down to a 335 on base. He's been struggling a little bit here recently, and for the Mets bullpen, it's a little bit up and down. Aaron Loop, Jersich, Familia, Miguel Castro are gone from last season. Joey Rodriguez has been a little bit up and down. He's been able to find it a little bit more recently. Edwin Diaz has been good in a closer spot, and Drew Smith is able to give you a couple solid innings, but it can be a little bit topsy-turvy with that regard. I do think the Cobb going to be able to give you a relatively solid start, and I do think that David Peterson, just because of the situation in general and the way that he's been up and down, it is going to affect him a little bit. I'm looking at this 7.5 over, and I'm willing to lay up to a minus 143 with the San Francisco Giants. So look at Giants and over 963-964 on the bang board. Baltimore Orioles are going to be in the red face off against the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole is going to be going for the Yankees, and Jordan Lyles is going to be on the bump for Baltimore. Your total on this game is anywhere between 7.5 and 8 on the 7.5. Over is minus 115. The under is minus 105. On the 8, under is minus 120, and the over is even. And for the New York Yankees, find them anywhere between minus 290 and minus $3. Meanwhile, plus price with the Orioles is anywhere between plus 240 and plus 260. I thought that I was setting a pretty hefty number here when I made the Orioles a plus 254, so I needed at least a plus 255, and I mean, we have gone there. We are north of a plus 160. I'm going to be willing to take a shot on the Orioles. Do the Orioles wind up winning this game more than 50% of the time? No, this is very much a play on the number. I will make that known right now. But you did take a look at Jordan Lyles, and he's been able to hone it in with regards to home runs. Last year, he was giving up 1.9 home runs per nine innings. This year, five home runs given up in 46 innings. That's right around one home run per nine innings. His walks per nine rate is right around a 2.72, a 2.8. He has been a halfway decent with that regard, so giving up quite a bit of contact, but... You take a look at Garrett Cole on the flip side, and he's been able to rein it in a little bit more recently. Six runs given up over the course of his last five starts, but last time he faced off against the Orioles, got only five strikeouts over the course of seven innings. The Orioles were able to take him for a pair of runs as well, so the Orioles are starting to show some life on offense. Heck, we wound up seeing that even yesterday, where the Orioles were able to tie things up in the ninth inning, so this has been a team that has been able to lend quite a bit of something down. The Baltimore Orioles had to get every single one of their outs out of the bullpen yesterday, and this has actually been a solid Orioles bullpen. So, I mean, Dylan Tate, Brian Baker, Joey Kribel, Jorge Lopez, Felix Bautista, those guys all wound up getting used up. So, Jordan Lyles is going to need to lend a lot of length in this one, but you do have a long guy in Keegan Aiken that actually has a sub-2 ERA. Anthony Santander has been able to give you a 350 on base. Jerry Boombo Mancini's hitting nearly a 300. Ryan Mountcastle sitting at 270. He's got a little bit of pop in the bat. He got his fifth home run yesterday to be able to tie things up in the middle of that game. Adelie Rushman is now up the, there at the big league level, which is good because... 
Now you have to deal with a little bit less of Robinson Chirinos, Anthony Benboom, Chris Owings. These just less than trustworthy bats. And for the New York Yankees, you do have the boom squad on this team as you've got yourself a pair of guys in John Carlos Sand and Aaron Judge. They have 25 home runs this year. Entering into Sunday, the Tigers as a team at 20. So, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Both of these guys hitting above a 300. You've got Anthony Rizzo with a double-digit bound of homers. He's got right around 340 on base. E.J. Turner, Duplo Mayu, Josh Donaldson. You're able to throw in there Isaiah Canera for left, all at least a 325 on base as well for the Yankees. A top three bullpen with regards to ERA. Roldis Chapman certainly has had his misses recently, giving up at least one run in four straight appearances for a stretch over the last few weeks. Michael King, he's been used up quite a bit recently, but still has right around a two-ish ERA. Wandy Peralta has been terrific, but I do take a look at this spot. Should the Yankees be a favorite and a big one? Yes, I think north of plus 250. We've just went too far, especially with Garrett Cole seeing a little bit of a fall off after his sticky stuff. So I'm going to take north of plus 250 here with the Baltimore Orioles, and I do think that the Orioles are going to be able to get to Garrett Cole. So I might tell it at 8.2, looking over and looking O's. 965, 966 on the bang board. The Detroit Tigers hit the road face off against the Minnesota Twins. Elvin Rodriguez is going to be on for the Tigres, and Chris Archer is going to be on the bump. For Minnesota, Minnesota's find themselves anywhere between minus 174 and minus 180 favorites. Meanwhile, with the Tigres, you're going to be finding them anywhere between plus 155 and plus 160. And your total on this game, it is a nap with your over and your under anywhere between minus 105 and minus 115. And with Elvin Rodriguez, he has gotten a cup of coffee at the major league level thus far this season. He has pitched two and two-thirds innings. In that time span, he's given up four runs, but I think that we need to take a look at a little bit more of what he wound up doing in past years with regards to the minor leagues. As this is someone that has been a little bit traveled, 24-year-old gentleman, who I believe is going to be making his first career start. He's got one or two relief appearances in his career under his belt, but you take a look at what he wound up doing at AAA Toledo this season, right around at 357 ERA, and he doesn't necessarily have great swing and miss stuff, and the big knock with him, the walks last year at the AAA and AA level wound up averaging between the two leagues right around 3.5 walks per 9 innings this year. 5.2 walks per nine innings. Has done a little bit of a better job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. Last year, he gave up two home runs per nine innings. This year, more like one home run per nine innings. But I don't see how you can really have a lot of faith in him now. I don't think that Rodriguez is going to be going overly deep in this game, and what is going to be able to keep the Tigers relatively live in this game is that they do have a top 8 team with regards to bullpen ERA. You take a look at what you've been able to get out of these guys, and they've been solid. Will Vest is dealing with a little bit of an injury, but Gregory Soto has been a lockdown reliever even though he was used yesterday. It was only for 8 pitches. Now, Andrew Chafin, Andrew Lang, they did wind up getting used up yesterday, so Alex Lang being out of the fold, that does wind up hurting you a little bit, but you also do take a look at where you've been able to get out of someone like a Joey Menes. He has been rock solid. You've been able to Get some very good innings, even out of someone like a Michael Fulmer, who's been able to come in and been able to hold down the fort. And then for the flip side, you do have a twin team that they've actually been very good with their bullpen as well, which has been a surprise. Danny Columbia has been dealing with an injury, but Joe Smith entering into Sunday had yet to give up a single run all season. Yohan Duran, he's been able to do a nice job. The Duff man, Tyler Duffy, he's been seeing a little bit of a rise with regards to his ERA, but by and large, it has been a relatively solid twins team with regards to that. And for the twins, I mean, they were down by a count of six to zero going in the 8th inning, and they are riding the ultimate high in that they were able to come back in that game. Luis Arias is right now hitting a 335 for this team, and they've gotten back a couple of injured gentlemen as Byron Buxton, he did wind up getting the day off yesterday. You gotta figure that he's gonna be good to go for this series, though. You do have 
Back in the fold, Carlos Correa. Correa is someone that's hitting right around 270. Gilberto Sestino, he's hitting a 360. Trevor Larnich being back, that is big. He's hitting above a 285. You've got Max Kepler now hitting a 260 for this bunch as well. So Minnesota's starting to get healthy at the right time. And for the Detroit Tigers, well, it's just not a lot of offense to be had with regards to this team. You take a look at all the struggling bats, and it's really, really bad. Entering into Sunday, 20 home runs in 39 games. They're barely on pace to be a little more home runs than Barry Lamar Bonds did in 2001 all by himself. And you've got Johnson Scope, Bobby Baez, Derek Hill, Robbie Grossman, Jameer Candelaria, Spencer Torkelson, Eric Koss, all hitting a 2-12 or lower. That is not great. Austin Meadows has been able to get on base, but he's been banged up this season. Miguel Cabrera is hitting a 275, and Joe Victor Reyes being able to get on base, but certainly you've had your issues with that regard. So this is a spot in which I think that Rodriguez... It's going to get a bit lit up here by the Minnesota Twins. And for Chris Archer, I don't fully expect him to give you a ton of length. You take a look at it this year, and he has been able to give you pretty much four innings in three of the last four starts. And it's not completed a full five. You can tell that they are really easing him along. The walks have been costly for him, right around 4.7 walks per nine innings. Good swing and miss stuff, but that has always been Chris Archer throughout his career. He's never been able to go deep into games because either gets you a strikeout or a walk. He just tries to be a little bit too perfect. He uses up too many pitches, and that doesn't allow him to go overly deep. But that said, he's going up against a Detroit Tigers team that they just have not been able to put the ball in play at all. And both of these bullpens have been solid. So even though it is Rodriguez who's going in this one, I'm looking at an under. I set my total at 7.3 with the way that the Tigers have been hitting and the way that Minnesota is just so pitcher friendly so looking under and with the Minnesota Twins I'm actually looking at a run line I was willing to take anything of a plus 105 or greater right now seeing mostly between plus 110 to a plus 115 made the minus 177 on the money line so looking at Twins run line and looking at an under 967 968 on the main board Cleveland Guardians are going to be in the road they're going to be facing off against the Houston Astros Zach Plesak is going to be going for the Guardians and Luis Garcia is going to be on the bump for Houston Houston has find themselves any team minus 183 and minus $2 meanwhile if if you're looking at Cleveland, you're going to be getting them anywhere between plus 168 and plus 175, 8.5 for your total. Over and under are both at minus 110. And when it comes to the spot, I was willing to take the Guardians as long as I was getting north of a plus 172. And we have been able to get there with Zach Plesak. You know that he's not going to put guys on cheaply, and that's something that you can always feel assured about. A guy that over his career has been giving you right around 2.3-ish walks per nine innings. Now, he does wind up giving up quite a bit of hard contact, and that's not necessarily terrific when going up against the Astros thus far this season. A 4.42 ERA, but he has been someone that has been able to do a solid job of just being able to keep things out in front of him. The six home runs at 38 and two-thirds innings, a little bit too much hard contact, and never has been a swing and miss guy thus far this season. Getting right around five and a half strikeouts for nine innings and you do take a look at Luis Garcia and he last season was so much better at home than he was on the road. This year it's been a complete reversal. 434 home ERA, 237 road ERA. Last year it was pretty much a complete opposite so I find that to be a little bit strange. Opponents overall they're only in at 200 off of them but the Cleveland Guardians they are very good at just being able to make contact in general. This is not a team that they necessarily have too much power aside from Jose Ramirez. Ramirez has been absolutely terrific with that regard. Hitting right around at 289 home runs. Leads the league with 37 RBI but when you take a look at E, Owen Miller, Josh Naylor, you're able to throw in there Stephen Kwan and Miles Straw. All these guys at least at 345 on base. Andre Semenis just below that, but hitting a 300 overall. Now, Framil Reyes has been in an almighty funk this year, hitting at a 200 with just three home runs. You need to get him going, but Miles Straw, one of the best base stealers that you're going to find out there in the big leagues. And for the Guardians, this is a relatively solid bullpen. Brian Shaw has been your least trustworthy guy. 
You want to gain news up yesterday. You've been able to have Emmanuel Class A do a great job as closer for this team. Now, they've been without James Karinczak all season long, but you do have Trevor Steven. He's been able to give you a sub-3 ERA. You've been able to get some good innings out of same entities. Want to gain news yesterday, but only for 11 pitches. He could wind up coming back in this one. And then you take a look at the flip side for the Astros. And this has actually been one of the better bullpen ERAs out there in the big leagues. You've had Ryan Stanek be able to give you a sub-2 ERA. Rafael Montero going into Sunday at a sub-1 ERA, which that's absolutely insane. Hector Neris has been solved for this team as well, but you did wind up using a lot of these guys yesterday. Ryan Presley, he wound up coming in back to back days, so that winds up wiping him out, but just getting him back is absolutely massive. And then for this Astros lineup, Jose Altuve, and he has been able to pick it up now. Nine home runs, hitting at 285. That's terrific. Michael Brantley is hitting for right around 375 on base, 290 batting average. Alex Bregman still has been a little bit up and down. He, Yoli Gurriel, both hitting right around at 230 along Chaz McCormick, but Jordan Alvarez, he's been able to find it with regards to power. 12 home runs, on base percentage right around at 360, but I do think that the Guardians are going to be able to do a solid job. We'll be able to hang in this game, and with the Guardians, as long as I'm getting north of plus 170, I'm going to be willing to take a shot here, seeing the plus 175. I am going to be willing to take it. I think that police tech going to be able to keep the Houston Astros at bay in this one. So I did wind up saying my total at a 7.8. I'm looking under, and I'm going to be willing to take a plus price here with Cleveland. 969-970 on the betting board. You've got yourself the Seattle Mariners playing goes to the Oakland A's. Zach Logue is going to be going for the A's, and Marco Gonzalez is going to be on the bump for Seattle. Seattle is finding themselves anywhere between minus 166 and minus 175. Meanwhile, with the A's, it's anywhere between plus 150 and plus 160 with 7 being your total. Over is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Unders between even and minus 110. And I wound up setting this total at a 7.7. So I'm going to be taking a look at it and over. I think that we went a little bit too far with this regard for the Oakland A's. Certainly has been a little bit of a bare year for them, but you take a look at what they had going into Sunday, and they had scored at least four runs at each other their last three games. Now, I'm not saying that the Oakland A's are any sort of a terrific offense. It is a little bit more pitcher-friendly during the nighttime in Seattle, but that said, you have been able to get back a couple guys. Jed Lowry, Chad Pinder have been banged up for quite a bit of the season. Both of these guys hitting north of a 240, and with Pinder, you have a little bit of pop in that bat. Sheldon Noisy was missing for a little bit of the last few weeks. He's back. He's hitting above 260 now. Guys like a Kevin Smith, Sean Murphy, Christian Bethencourt, these guys hitting a 225 or lower certainly has been a little bit of an issue. But now you've also got Luis Barreda. He has been able to hit right around at 300 for this bunch. And take a look at Seattle. And with Marco Gonzalez, the big thing is he just winds up giving up a whole bunch of rockets, even to guys that, well, they typically don't wind up hitting rockets as Gonzalez. A 308 ERA, but eight bombs given up over the course of 38 innings. His walks per nine rate this year has been hovering right around a four. He has not been getting a lot of swings and misses. I mean, I don't know how these numbers add up to a 308 ERA. He's got a buck 50 whip, so he is doing some for some negative regression. And Zach Logue is not going to keep up a two ERA. I'm sorry, but he just is not. You take a look at what he's been able to do this season. He's given a five plus hits in each out of his last three starts. He's currently got an ERA that's rocking right around two. Now, he does a good job of not necessarily walking a bunch of guys. Not necessarily a guy that's known for wipeout stuff. 17 and two-thirds innings, 14 punch out, so I do think that he's going to get it around quite a bit, and you do take a look at the Seattle Mariners. Certainly a little bit of a feast or famine team. Anyone that took the plus run and half run line with them yesterday, you got to be feeling very salty about that one. As You do have Ty France. He has been able to do a very solid job for this team as 
He's hitting a 325. He's got north of 20 RBI on Eugenio Suarez. He's starting to pick it up. 315 on base, north of 20 RBI out of him. You've got Julio Rodriguez hitting a 270. Adam Frazier in that neighborhood as well, but the bottom of the lineup is not good for the Seamus. Mike Ford, Lewis Torrance, Cal Raleigh, the banged up Jared Kelnick. You're able to throw in there Dylan Moore. I mean, Abraham Toro, all these guys hitting a 200 or lower. It has been unsightly for this bunch. And for the Seattle Mariners, it is a little bit of an up and down bullpen. And the Oakland A's actually do have a little bit of better bullpen. True second rider has not necessarily been too reliable for the Seattle Mariners team. Anthony Machevich has actually been relatively solid for this bunch. But Andres Munoz has a 60 RA after he gave up the Grand Slam yesterday. Matthew Festa wanted getting used up yesterday. And for the Oakland A's, entering into Sunday, you wound up having a trio of guys. Danny Jimenez, Sam Mall, AJ Puck, all with a 0.74 or lower ERA. Now, that is not sustainable, but these guys have been terrific now. Their bullpen wound up getting used up for quite a few innings in that series against the Angels as well, because you wound up having Frankie Montas get hit by a line drive on Saturday, so he was only able to get five outs before he wound up getting lifted from that game. Fortunately, Cole Irvin was able to wear it a little bit for this team yesterday, getting six innings, so that puts him back on kilter a little bit, so I do think that you've got a little bit of value here with Oakland. Do I think that Logan is going to have a little bit of regression? Yes, but pretty much anything of a plus 155 or greater, I was willing to take a shot here. On Oakland, we have been able to get there. So I'm going to be willing to take this plus price with the Oakland A's. Set my total at a 7.7 as well. So looking over along with the A's. 971, 972 on the bank board. The Toronto Blue Jays at the road. They're going to be facing off against the St. Louis Cardinals. Miles Michaelis is going to be going for the cards. And Jose Barrios is going to be going for the Jays. Blue Jays are finding themselves as right around a minus 105 to a pick and price. And this is the DK Nation pick, by the way. And for the Cardinals, anywhere between minus 108 and minus 115 is your price. 8 is your total. Over is anywhere between minus 115 and minus 120. Under is anywhere between even and minus 105. And Blue Jays have actually been very good to the under this year, but that's not the DK Nation pick. DK Nation pick is on the Cardinals because I wound up making them a minus 138 favorite. I absolutely love what I've been able to see out of Miles Michaelis this year. And Jose Barrios, whether it be with the Blue Jays or whether it be while he was with the Minnesota Twins, just a big giant omen road splits. He has a full point higher on his ERA throughout his career on the road rather than at home. That is a big giant issue. And you take a look at Miles Michaelis. This guy has been lights out. Buck 68 ERA. 48 and a third innings has given up two home runs. His walks per nine rate is right around a 1.7. Now, he hasn't necessarily been able to get a ton of punch outs, and that's typically what Jose Barrios is able to provide, but not this year. Barrios, less than seven home runs per nine innings. He has a home runs per nine rate that's hovering right around a 1.3. Whip of a buck 50. This guy has not been too terrific. His walks per nine rate for Mr. Barrios, right around 2.8. That's not necessarily too shabby, but for the Blue Jays, this is a below average bullpen right now. Trevor Richards has not been good for this bunch. David Phelps has been able to give you a couple innings. Adam Simber, he has been able to do a good job, but Yimi Garcia, he's got himself right around a four-ish ERA. He's been in a couple kerfuffles as well, and then you got Ross Stripling now as a long guy. That's not too terrific, and for the Cardinals, this is 18. They have a right around 10th with regards to ERA when they wind up throwing out their Albert Pools and Yadier Molina. Take out their stats, and you get a little bit of a different result with that regard, and I do think that you need to do so, but you take a look at what you've been able to get out of some of these guys, like an Andre Pallanti, a sub-1 ERA, Genesis Carbera, 265. Nick Wickren has been a little bit all over the place, but the Woodford, Jake Woodford, 2 ERA, he's been able to do a solid job, and you take a look at the Cardinals, and I don't think that they're going to be able to supply 18 runs like they wound up doing yesterday, but this is a team that they've got some power. Nolan Arenado, 
right around a 345 on base. He's been able to slug out six home runs. Paul Goldschmidt has been amazing at getting on base. 342 batting average. Ever since getting called up to the big leagues, you've had a pair of young guys be able to step up as well. And Brendan Donovan, along with Juan Yepes, both of these guys hitting above a 300. You've got Tommy Edmond giving you a 375 on base. So these guys have been terrific. And for the Blue Jays, this has been the most underachieving offense out there in the big leagues. They have now scored three runs or fewer in each out of their last five games. So, I mean, it has been actually really bad for them. And I mean, you even want to go further, three runs or fewer in 10 out of their last 13. You've got Santiago Spenel hitting a 295. The two constants of Viger Jr., George Springer. Both of these guys are now hitting between a 260 to a 271. Both are stuck on seven home runs. They have not been able to get that power going. As a matter of fact, they're averaging now one home run per game. They have just wound up having a shortage of power. Now they have to go to a little bit of pitcher-friendly ballpark out there in St. Louis. I don't think that this is going to go well for them. I think that Michael is going to do a good job of being able to keep the ball in the yard. Did wind up saying my total at 7.8. I do think that Barrios is going to be able to pitch a little bit better in this spot, but I do like the way that St. Louis is coming into this game, and with the Blue Jays having to travel from Canada in this spot, not necessarily terrific scheduling either. So, DK Nation pick is going to be on the Cardinals, and I'm going to be taking a look at the under, and we wrap things up with 973 and 974 on the betting board. The Kansas City Royals hit the road face off against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Zach Davies is going to be going for the Snakes, and Zach Greinke is on the bump for the Royals. Total on this game is 8.5. Over his minus 120, the under is even with Arizona. It is a minus 110 to a minus 115 price. Meanwhile, if you take a look at Kansas City, and we're between minus 105 and plus 105 is what you're getting in when it comes to the Snakes. Set them as a minus 136. So I'm going to be willing to take Zach Davies in the pedal of Zach, says Greinke. Just not much of a swing and miss guy anymore. I would call it a little bit of a motivational spot because he is facing off against one of his former teams, but I mean, Zach Greinke is not necessarily one of those guys that necessarily looks to that, as he has been someone who's been rock solid at not giving up a lot of hard contact this year. Two home runs given up in 44 innings. Four walks a lot in 44 innings. He's also getting right around 3.7 strikeouts per nine innings. So, and there's good and there's bad. Meanwhile, Zach Davies has been giving up a couple too many free passes, right around four walks per nine innings, but he's kept the ball in the yard. Less than one home run per nine innings. He's been able to do a better job of being able to hold down the fort since he was with the Cubs last season. And you do take a look at it, and he's given up eight earned runs over the course of his last four games. And that was facing off against the Rockies, the Cardinals, the Dodgers. So you want to be facing off against couple solid teams has given up just one bomb over the course of his last five games, so he's been able to hold down the fort, and he's facing off against a Royals team that they wound up just giving up a 6 to nothing lead in the eighth inning against the Minnesota Twins, and this is just a team in general that they're not doing a great job of being able to get hard contact. The home run was not going to continue for Zach Davies because the Royals 28 home runs in 39 games as far this season, and their leader in home runs in Salvador Perez is currently on the injured list, so we've got nobody currently on the roster with more than four home runs. You do have a couple guys getting on base, Andrew Bennett. He's hitting a 330 for this bunch. That has been nice. And you've been able to get a little bit of something out of the backup catcher and MJ Melendez. But you take a look at it and you've got Nicky Lopez, Whit Merrifield, Perez, who I mentioned earlier. He's going to be out this game. Ryan O'Hearn along with Bobby Witt Jr. Only at 215 or lower. That is not terrific for the years in the Diamondbacks. The forte of this team is not batting average. You're hitting as a collective right around a 211, which it's actually a little bit of improvement. But you take a look at what you've been able to get out of Dalton Varsho. Seven home runs. He's hitting right around 265. Quetel Marte of the Marte Parte. Starting to pick it up a little bit. Christian Walker has been able to go deep 10 times. Now the Diamondbacks bullpen has honestly been too terrific for this team, especially 500-year Mark Melanson. He's long in the tooth, but Joe Manette Tipley, this guy has been lights out. 
055 ERA thus far this season. You've been able to have Noe Ramirez be able to give you some solid innings. Caleb Smith has been used as a long guy. They wound up having to use him up yesterday, so that's going to be a little bit of an issue, but you do take a look at the Kansas City Royals and just his entire bullpen in general is an issue. Josh Stamount, he has not been what we were hoping he would be this year. He's got a right around 4-ish ERA. They had to use up Mr. Scott Barlow yesterday. He's really been their best reliever. He wound up throwing 29 pitches, so he's out of the fold for this one. Amir Garrett has not been necessarily great at all in his career, so this is a spot in which I did wind up saying my total at 8.2 because you do have a couple light-hitting teams, so I'm going to be taking a look at an under, but willing to ride the Saints here, willing to lay up to about a minus 135 with them, so look at Diamondbacks and looking under, and that will wrap things up for the Monday edition of the Baseball Betting Show, now part of the Beeson Family Podcast. Big thanks to Justin Barry for joining me in the last segment. If you do like what you're hearing from this fine podcast, Baseball Betting Show, you're able to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. If you've got a question, comment, segment idea, what I have you for this podcast, you've got one or two ways we offer those in. First one is my Twitter timeline at GUnit underscore 81. Keep in mind, letters EM. They mean does not matter, so as per usual, please send these into the timeline. And the other way is via an Apple Podcast review. If you rate this podcast five stars, it is very much appreciated. And then from there, you're able to fire whatever you'd like to hear on this podcast via that five star review. Coming at you guys every single day throughout the baseball season, and that means I'm coming at you guys once again tomorrow. Thank you so much for tuning in. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.